to free beers and a movie. Nice. Hello and welcome to episode 100 of Three Beers and a Movie. I'm Richard Laird and I'm with... Colin McKay. And for the first time... Martin Gilby. Yeah, brother of Chris. His brother he's been brought in twice before. Twice before. Yeah, so Martin's going to help us celebrate episode 100. One, our centenary. Yeah. We've done well. I can't believe we've not done episodes. anything in my life a hundred times, so I'm happy I've done this. If there's anyone out there listening to every episode, that's all I think it might only be me. And Stu, maybe. Maybe Stu, maybe Stu. <laughs> um, Colin, what are you drinking? What, what do we get today? We oh, three beers. We got three beers? Three beers for, for three beers, uh, because nice. Andrew today even gave us three beers, which is really, really sweet. Really nice, yeah. Oh, nice. Um, what are you drinking? I am drinking um, Cool Town. Paleo. Because, cool, cool. because it's because I'm going out drinking tonight, so I need to be nice and well behaved. It's a nice, easy drink. So I'm drinking. Nice easy drink. What it are you is, drinking? I'm drinking again a favourite Blue Moon. Blue Moon. Yep. Yes. Um, for much the same reasons. Nice, simple, easy to drink. And it doesn't, nothing. None of the Scottish ones really jumped out at me tonight. No yeah. funny, no good funny names. Do you, do you go for a funny name? Don't you? Funny names don't sell anything to me. You do. Yeah. Martin, what are you drinking? I'm drinking Iron Brew because I'm driving later, but I'm liking the look of the beer with the slice of orange. Have you not seen, seen Blue Moon like that before? That's pretty much how it comes. To be fair, I don't get out very much. You don't get out very much. No, that's how Blue Moon comes. They, they serve it with the orange in it. That's sort of, oh, a, that's cool. that's sort of the gimmick they had for years. Was like you serve it's quite a blondish kind of Oh, it is brand with a slice of lime. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And in yeah. Canada, Blue Moon is called Belgian Moon. Belgian White, isn't it? Belgian, Belgian, Belgian Moon. Is Blue Moon Incorporated in Canada? Yes. Is it? Oh, there's, a blue moon, there's a blue moon something else. Ah. And they don't want to associate with that, so they call it Belgian Moon. Fair enough. We went to the Belgian Moon Brewery. Belgian Moon. But it is still Blue Moon? Still, it's exactly, it's exactly the same drink, nothing different about it, all, only difference is the name. I wonder what it's called in America. Blue Moon. Blue Moon? Yes. Yeah. So it's just the Canadians? It's only the Canadians call it. They are so awkward, aren't they? They are so awkward. like Avengers to Avengers Assemble. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just it's, it's branding. Okay, I'm happy with that. Yeah. Okay, we'll start with, as we always do, some non cinema viewing. So we'll start with Martin. Martin, have you watched anything of interest not at the cinema you want to talk about? I've recently started The Umbrella Academy on Netflix. Oh, that's is awesome. Talking Monkey? It is Talking Monkey Butler. And it's, what's the basic premise of it? X Men. Essentially, yeah. It's, it's yeah. the X Men. <laughs> I want to say saying that. Say it now, but maybe say it earlier. Like, uh, not 100% sure of the time frame okay. exactly. But it's, it's, not, it's not Marvel. No, no, it's independent. It's the guy from Michael Romance. Yeah, Gerard Way. Yeah, Gerard Way. Yeah. So yeah, it's his story, mm-hmm. his novels, graphic novels. But the first couple of episodes I've seen are really interesting. It's a very different take on superheroes. It's very Watchmen inspired. It feels like, right. but with a lot more X Men flavour through it. It's really interesting. So is there, is there an overarching bad guy in it as well, or is it or just more? I haven't got that far. Yeah, I'm okay. sure there is. They've okay. kind of built up the the adopted father of the group mm-hmm. as being. A kind of really weird version of Professor X, a bit more hard lined and hard edged. And from what you've seen of him so far, he's very standoffish with the group and very much like focused on making heroes and making right, okay. them the best they can be, but not really providing the familial. So, compared to something that's on us now, like say Gifted, you watch Gifted on FX? I've not. That's sort of like an X Many. Same idea, yeah, 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 some like same idea, or even. So, is it, in that, is, it, is it light or is it quite dark? It's quite dark. Quite dark, okay. It's very enjoyable in a okay. dark way. Right. Again, it, if you want to compare it to anything, I'd say it's very much in the same vein as Watchmen. If you've seen the new Watchmen HBO trailer, like it, it seems to be like that yeah, kind okay. of idea. Does it, does it feel like an X-Men rip-off, or does it have enough of its own stamp that you, you disassociate from X-Men? That's what I looked a bit like. You memory. can feel the inspiration, but it's very much its own... Idea, on it's on yeah. IT, so it felt like a bit, had a bit of the Invincible comic in it as well. A wee bit of that, yeah. And it, it's, it kind of takes its own idea of this is a universe where this is a thing, right? Okay, but they're isolated to just this one group, it seems to be okay. And they're trying to push them as superheroes and make them this kind of iconic brand, a bit like the X Men would have been, okay. But there's a more kind of cynical edge to it. Right. How many you watch so far? I want to say three. Yeah, how many is it? Like 10, 12? Yeah, still, yeah, still building for you. Still building, yeah. but um, how long are they? Like 50 minutes an hour each? Yeah, give or take. 50 but minutes an hour. Worth the time? Definitely, yeah. If you've not watched it, definitely worth yeah. watching. I'm liking, um, I'm liking how they're taking the superhero genre just now and they're starting to explore different avenues. Like you've got this film Brightburn. Yes, that's coming out. Which that's is not based, that's not based on comedy, no, 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 but it's just in general. It's superheroes, like you know, Superman was a dick. There you go. And there's it's another it's it's supreme power. Yeah, yeah there's right. another one coming out where it's pensioners that are in retirement home of heroes, and then they kind of get to help them. Really? So I, I like how they're like taking. 
kind of are a bit, but superheroes are all okay. retired and they go and love Superheroes and cocoon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm liking how they're doing. They're taking just, you know, what we all know and love and saying, here's a wee bit of something. You've got a wee twist on it. That's yeah. You've got to try yeah. and find something that makes it stand out a little bit. Because it is getting a bit, you know, we're just getting fucking force fed superheroes. It's, just, it's yeah. nice. Well, I want to superhero fatigue and make something yeah. that stands Which, out. It's, stand it's good they're trying to do that with films like this. I'm looking forward to these. It's kind of upcoming. Something interesting. Yeah. Anything else, Martin Levin, that you've been watching at home? Brooklyn Nine-Nine, just started the, watching that very recently. The first season, I usually started watching it. I'm on to like season four now. It's very funny, it's insanely funny. The captain is just... Cap- oh, Hall well, is magnificent. He is just one of the genius. few shows that makes me laugh out loud. Genuinely, yeah. like, sit, there's at least laugh. one or two per episode that make me just laugh out loud properly. And and I haven't seen a done that. It changed network, I think, in season seven? Yeah, there was well, a last huge season, social yeah, media. And you've, they've not missed a beat. Oh, yeah. It feels exactly the same. Yeah. Sure. So I think they took everyone that was like writers, mm. cast, everyone just. Yeah, I mean, they, got, they pretty much did a Firefly, they get cancelled, but then they get renewed by a new network okay. and picked up. And yeah. it's due to fan pressure, I believe. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Go fucking geeks. And yeah, yeah. If only social media was around in like the early 2000s. Yeah, we watched it. Yeah, that was awesome. Colin, what are you watching at home? Um, at home, still, still, still working my way through Modern Family, Frasier, and. Sad to say, I don't know, I won't, no spoilers, but um, that, that was the Game of Thrones finale. Okay, I'm not watching uh, it all I, I, won't, I won't spoil it for anyone. Yeah, I've um, picked up all the spoilers, I know exactly what's going to I haven't so, seen a lot of it um, season three, but yeah, People are working. still going apeshit and saying this isn't what we wanted and, you know, that there's petitions to have it remade and all that. And it, do you know what, there's always going to be a conclusion. Regardless yeah. of whatever conclusion you want, there's got to be one. It may not be yours, but it's got to fucking end. And for what I know, these guys have kind of based on blueprints George Martin gave them yeah. you know so this was how it was going to conclude regardless so maybe a bit worse getting there put this out was like this is what I'm going to do then it totally bombs everybody hates he it has, and I'll change it totally so yeah I wrote a better version Here's he the has oh. slightly distanced himself from the ending after the kind of backlash he sort of said well, I gave him an idea but I've also got characters who are still alive who are dead in the show and who are yeah. dead yeah. in the show who are still alive and stuff like that so I think the problem he's, is he's been like I yeah. love it well, I loved it but yeah. <laughs> the problem as well is their version was good my version was better you've got six kind of hours to basically fucking wrap up eight years of history George mm-hmm. Martin's got you know he, he can fucking write another three or four books for, and, and, and let characters develop and breathe the show had to conclude and you know I think the conclusion that it came to was satisfactory mm-hmm. um, I get why people will maybe want to something different but I think anything different would have been that show has been, it's been off the air for about two years, wasn't it? 18 yeah, months. It's yeah. been so hyped since it left yeah. that no matter what they did, there was going to be a certain level of disappointment. Yeah. Yeah, but me personally, I, I was quite happy. Everything was kind of, you know, the conclusion, I was like, yeah, yeah okay, I see, I can see how. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And it got me thinking as well, what was the last TV show you saw that had a, a long run? Like, so talking like a five, six season run that genuinely the conclusion you go, yeah. I'm 100% happy with that. Breaking yeah. Bad's one of the few exceptions, but out with that. But yeah. even Buffy did conclude well. Yeah. I'm 100% happy with that. Breaking Bad's one of the few exceptions, but out with that. It rushed, and uh, there's not many can, that can stick the landing. You yeah. know, you can... You can Quibble over what you got it, it is an ending. To be point. fair, I think with this one, a lot of the backlash isn't so much how they've done it, or rather what they've done. It's more a case of it felt rushed yeah. because yeah. of doing the condensed episode frames. Yeah. And they're yeah. doing it in like an hour and a half as opposed to maybe over two or three episodes. Yeah, yeah. It just feels like they're covering two or three plot points that would have yeah. taken them maybe half a season yeah. to cover. So they can just get it done and out the way now rather than push it. And There's something on Twitter was like, it was um, like a drawn of a horse. It's split into like seven parts or eight parts. You see this? Thoroughbred, in full the, colour HD, I, and then scribble. Scribble. Aye, so the first part of the horse is the season one of the horse is Game of Thrones. It's like it's perfectly ornate, drawn, and it's beautiful. And it's taken like obviously a decade to draw this, but then the eight, season eight, it's a stick. It's like, but then, that's it, nothing. So, on Devil's Advocate here, around about season five, the one where Danny was in the desert, right. everyone was losing their shit because each episode it was like fucking 90 minutes of her walking through the fucking sand. Uh-huh. And it was slow as fuck. Yeah. They then said, okay, let's speed it up, mm-hmm. and then, you know, they gave you this whole fast travel, and people were like, oh no, you can't, and they said, well, what do you fucking well, want? Do, do, what do you want? To be fair, I think you're looking at Lord of the Rings and how that was adapted. Yeah. Okay, a huge novel, huge idea, and take the bits that work yeah. and make it work on screen, and then take out the bits that don't work and leave them to the side for people to still have in the book, but not in the, like, the visual version. Yeah. But where Game of Thrones has very much been almost slavishly taking it from the books, mm. the point of when they start adapting away from the books, it feels... 
less for some reason because yeah. it's not the same level of writing potentially. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. The story structure's not there as it once yeah. was, yeah. Plus, Mr. Martin doesn't seem in any fucking hurry whatsoever. To finish, he's to, yeah, he's quite happy to rake in money, dilly dally, and piss about in our projects. Yeah. So, you know, part of the blame's got to get pushed on to the source as well, and yeah. not just, you know, the two guys that wrote it. You know, I think they've I don't done a good job. how much that plays into his own creative process as well. Like, this is how it's been received. It's taken him two years to go from season seven to season eight. It's been, what, how many decades now since the last book came out? It's been a good yeah, 7 or 8 years. years. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's not, not as long as that. Yeah, it feels, years, like yeah. Yeah. Feels, feels like a bit... Yeah, I mean, what's he doing? Yeah. And obviously, if you've got that build-up of, like, this book needs to be the next big thing, and it's how much people's anticipations are going to ah. be able to match up what you actually give them. So it's... Do you push the book out and hope for the best, or do you right. wait and wait and wait and mm. try and make it the he's best you can? To, he's almost got to wait for the sort of the thrill of the, the, the TV show to die down. Yeah. Yeah, let people forget about it even, almost like a remake even the book is ready to go right now he has to go he has to wait a year 18 months before but then the he's book. still saying and other people as well so saying that his ending is the same ending as the right. show so he's you know it's all kind of meeting to this, this, this point, this point yeah, right, okay. which is going to be interesting as well so you're not saying so, the no, no, no. I'm, I'm not a dick. I'm happy. You know, everyone's. You're not always going to win, and yeah, it was rushed, but I think it had to be to a certain extent. And you know what? The conclusion is pretty much what every, everyone probably kind of guessed at one point. Maybe that's where it's going. It yeah. fucking did. So that's that's it. That's fine. What yeah. do you want? You know, it's fucking hell, man. Enough. Bunch of spoiled cunts. Yeah. That's what, there you go. Sea bomb is dropped. Sea bomb, Ellie. Yeah. <laughs> what what are you watching? What you calling? That's it. That's it. Yeah. I thought you were yelling about a film. Oh, oh, so, oh, yeah, fuck, I thought you were talking about TV. Um, oh, yeah. Um, anything you watch at home? Upgrade. Oh, Upgrade's a great movie. <laughs> right. I've seen the trailer, it looked phenomenal. I missed it in the cinema and I still want to see it. Okay. I've not picked so up on Sky movies. Sky movies. Come on, Yellow Knight. So, Upgrade's about, essentially, like a Matrix-type world where the guy gets, he's, he's handicapped because he's, is he, is he beat up? He was attacked. How many is his partner were attacked? Um, by thugs and he's shot in the spine. Essentially, an AI system is in his brain that makes him knows how to do kung fu and shit. And but it, he's not in control of it. It takes over him just to preserve his body. Nice. So, so if somebody throws something at him, he'll just sort of he'll, it'll react, but he doesn't know what's happening. Yeah. It is genuinely one of the most interesting things of sci-fi I've ever seen in a long, long time. One of the best kind of ways to describe it is there's a bit in the film where. Um, someone's going to help me a bottle, and because he's paralysed from the neck down. The AI kicks in and it actually takes his hand, gets his head, and moves his, his head. head nice. and things like that. Yeah. It's just um, when when the action kicks in, it's, you know it's insane. It's, it's seen the kicks um, phenomenal. And apparently they've done this thing where with a the camera work, they put a GPS locator on him, so that the camera always kind of gave you yeah. this kind of weird fixed ah. motion of the action. You Dude, know, that's crazy. Stuff like that. yeah. It's insanely low budget. It is really low budget. budget Low budget is the father of invention. It makes yeah, them. Yeah, do a lot. With yeah, they've they, they yeah. done a lot with what they had. The, the one thing that you you were fucking gushing over this. I loved it. You, you had a baby boner for this I one. Did, I loved it. Um, um, some of the acting was a bit subpar. To be fair, in that kind of film, you really have to be there yeah. for the. Yeah. The but the idea was phenomenal and for the budget again it is you know if you've not got the money there you will get fucking inventive and creative yeah. and this you know this is the kind of film that just thrives in that shit is it based on a previous no no thing? it's not. just somebody's yeah. idea um, strange enough it's it's quite venomish the it's, concept it's, the, the, idea, yeah. the, the, the bit in Venom have you seen Venom yes yeah, see a bit when sort of Hardy goes full Hardy Venom crazy mm. in, the, yeah. in the restaurant mm. There's bits in this film that are like that, but it doesn't feel as contrived and it's yeah. all insane. It feels like it feels more that's what works. Yeah, if you said that yeah. well enough at the beginning, you'll yes. say it was something yeah. to come. Oh. Um, I think my joy of the film was not just the fact that I thought it was on the crack and a good action film, a really well done sci-fi movie, is I had no I didn't know a shit all about yeah. it. I didn't see it. I went and seen it purely blind and just it was, it was it was an absolute time killer. Yeah. I had nothing else to do so I went and seen that film one night. And you walk out going, that's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Like, I did not expect when you, that. The original John Wick, you went thinking, this could be fun, but I'm really not going to get the crowd going, that's one of the best ones. Uh, King's been as well, isn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Same example. I thought you'd be able to Dog Soldiers when we saw Dog yeah. Soldiers in the cinema. Yeah. We had absolutely no anticipation what Dog Soldiers was. You went going, that's fucking amazing. But when you look on IMDb to go to, um, when you look at the user reviews, that is pretty much 90% of what you're saying is, like, didn't expect much, my fucking God. God. You know, yeah. I came out blown away. And yeah. that seems to be the, the definition of a super yeah. hit. Yeah, absolutely. Cult, cult classic. The guy, the guy who had made breakfast called Lee 1L, I think mm. that's his name, he is, um, I think, now involved in rebooting 
Highlander. Escape from New York as well. Yeah, both yeah. both good for him. And I think he was involved in writing the reboot of um, Big Trouble, Little China. I'm looking forward to it. The Rock's going to be remaking Big Trouble. They shouldn't. Dude, the, Ro- the Rock's going to be in the Rock's playing Jack Burton. That doesn't make sense. That makes perfect sense. Okay, I will I, give it a pass up to that point because it's The Rock and I yeah. love The Rock and just about everything. Yep. And if it's going to be the same level of nonsense that they're going to give us with Hobbs and Shaw, I'm totally in. If it's that yep. kind of approach yep. to yep. it, it'll be insane. Uh, it will you know, be Jack Button's an everyman. The Rock is not an everyman. The Rock oh, is always. No, The Rock's... The Rock's what you want to be. If they paint Jack Button yeah. as like a down his luck trucker who looks at The Rock, like that's a bit of a stretch, yeah. but... No. I, I can totally see the rock just throwing it one line. Listen, well, I help? think it's a reboot, isn't it? It's not a sequel. No, I think they're doing it as a reboot yeah. as well. So oh, they've got they've got, they've got, they've they've got creative license to do it. They want the rock yeah. as well in the characters. Good luck. But oddly, not involving John Carpenter. Just taking his ideas and not actually involving. I'm sure he'll be a consultant. Somewhere. No, no, nothing at all. No. Any kind of Kurt Russell involvement? No, or? Oh, really. Seems harsh, isn't it? Yeah, the more I think about it, the more I think. Yeah, of all the, the John Carpenter films, that is my absolute favourite. Yeah. It's an utterly iconic film. The Thing. I do, The Thing is my favourite John Carpenter as well. Um, so, yeah, that, that's my, my home screenings. Um, did you get round to watching Shockingly Vile, Wicked League? Yes, I did watch it. Um, Let's start there. I enjoyed it. It's an interesting film. Oh. Not. <laughs> um, I, I, it, it's the story of um, Ted Bundy and it's sort of his court case and him sort of trying to portray himself in a certain way to... You see him from the eyes of, all, eyes of his girlfriend and his wife. Yeah. So you're seeing a different side of Bundle Rider, like what she sees, and, uh, and so you're seeing his manipulation of someone yeah. and, and how she, how he could almost convince her that he was innocent. For he, a did, he, he did. Yeah, yeah, he did, yeah. He essentially did. Yeah, yeah. Um, it takes... Because of, in this world right now, there's every podcast out now is, is based yeah. about Ted Bundy. Yeah. I realise that they took a lot of the, um, artistic license with some of the character and some of the some of the beats in the story, and they, they changed a fair bit in order to make it fit. Which to. you know you need to, but I mean, it's a story that's kind of so well known now. And there's also the documentary on the same channel. Yeah, exactly. But it was the same guy that done both. Yeah. Was it? So, yeah, he did done so. So it yeah, seems it was... odd to, to suddenly change up just for you know to make it more cinematic in some way. Um, I thought Efron was decent. I liked him a lot. Um, I thought Lily Collins was good. I liked her a lot as well. Um, Malkovich was chewing the scenery. He had fun, didn't he? Had he? Fun. he had a um, lot of fun making that film. Sheldon was pretty non-distressed. Yeah, he, was, he, could, have, he yeah. could have put me in that part and it wouldn't have made a difference to the um, film. Yeah. I liked the fact that the guy from Burn Notice in it. I enjoyed him in it. James Hetfield. James Hetfield was also <laughs> in it as well. Um, it, it, was, it was a fine... It was a decent TV movie. Yeah. I can see why it's not went cinematic. It's very much a television movie. I, I, an enjoyable hour and 40 minutes. I really enjoyed how it, it shied away from gold. I like yes, that. It, it's it dealing more with there's the no violence of it as yeah, to yeah. There's no violence at all. There's no killings, nothing like that. You hear the descriptions of the violence, but you don't yeah, see yeah, it. Yeah, nothing at all. Really, really well done in that aspect. Oh, it's nice um, to kind of focus on the story rather than the... Yes, yeah, because yeah, absolutely. It, it gets me matched. Because we all know what he does. You know what he done. And yeah. what he does when you hear the description is pretty horrendous. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's horrible. It's beyond horrible. But I like that, because, you know, your own fucking head is scary. <laughs> No, you like, you like the violence? No, your own head. That's all about you. I like that. <laughs> your own head, you know, conjures up much more fucking horrific sure. things yes. than they're ever going to show you on screen. Always, do you know what I mean? It, it's Absolutely. what you don't see that makes. Yeah, it's letting you decide what's happening yeah, in your own head. That's always yeah. Always a good thing. Always. Um, I really liked the bit at the end where it was showing you. It's kind of like the, um, the room, do you know what I mean? The disaster artist. Yeah. I liked that. And it was quite. It was like, kind of, well, they fucking nailed it. They got, they got kind of key it. scene moments from it. And yeah. it also, it's, it, because they've got the. It was the first televised trials of what mm, moments of people. Right, yeah. I think it maybe made a bit that film, that trial made a bigger impression in America than it did here. Yeah. Uh, like people remember that, that yeah. trial. Same way we, we remember the OJ trial because we yeah, remember the Menendez kids. Yeah. We remember that stuff, whereas we don't really remember the Bundy trial. Even people, even your parents would remember the Bundy trial because yeah. it just wasn't shown here in the same way. Yeah. Um, but no, I thought it was decent, solid yeah, enough. Yeah. yeah. A turning point for everyone, do you think? Do you think this could put them on to? I think it'll move them on to more. Like, he seems like a decent enough actor. Yeah. He seems like he's got something about him. He seems like he can. I thought he was awesome in Baywatch. I'm just going to throw that out. Baywatch there. is a fucking horrendous movie. Although he wasn't bad in it, I will agree with Martin on that. The movie's movie. terrible, but I don't think it was because of him. It was terrible. I don't know what. I 
came close to walking out. It's one of the few times The Rock's disappointed me. Yeah, The Rock was terrible. The Rock was trying to do comedy, and The Rock can't do comedy. He's not built for... If The Rock's just himself, it usually works. He can't do improv comedy, though. Yeah. He can't do that. Scripted, he's okay. He can do a line, he can do a look, but he can't think a line on the quick. To be fair, though, he used to do that in the wrestling quite a lot. That was his big thing, was to probably a lot of the stuff in the mic. Not in Baywatch. Baywatch fucking horrendous movie. Did he go and see it together? No, I I only seen it a few months ago, and I, I was go. bitterly this. I was I was. Yeah, I saw it in the cinema. It, it was fine. It was nothing. It was not fine. Were you alone, or did you go with someone? I think my brother to me. I think this was. is what we were talking about last week. I mean, because I I seen it in a house sitting by myself, and it's a kind of lonely sad affair. Whereas I think it was a work company, it might change. Yeah, I think the two of you there going, did that just happen? Yeah, yeah that happened. possibly. I think yeah. the cinema was yeah. it was a pretty busy cinema. I don't remember a lot of laughter in it. Yeah. So maybe. Yeah. Like it wasn't offensively bad. I enjoyed parts of it. There were sections of it I could have left out totally. Yeah. But the stuff that wrote was fine. The stuff of Zach Efron was actually yeah. really funny. Yeah, and Efron, I think, could be one of bigger things. I think he's so. definitely got acting chops. Yeah. I think he's going to do the Leo DiCaprio route. He's going to move beyond the kind of teen angst, teen idol kind teen of idea and yeah. move into the, yeah. the harder stuff. And if he does that well, I think Beauty Show was a sort of a springboard to extent. That was, although it's a, it's a touchy feely family film, yeah. it's still not doing just the comedy teen idol thing, it's sort of a bit of a step away from that. Yeah. Um, obviously this as well, I think he's a few other things in, in the pipeline as well. But he has done other drama, he done that one set in Isle of Man, um, me and Orson Wells. We filmed the Isle of Man, I don't know what's through, I don't know, Linklater predicted it. Um, so he's in that, he has, he has touched the point, yeah. he can do it, so maybe, maybe. Yeah. Cool. I, think, I think your predictions with having an Oscar are pretty bold. Well, wait to episode 1000, sir. We'll mark the tape. Uh, Maybe 10 years. Yeah. 10 years. Um, Cinema stuff now. Cinema stuff Cinema stuff now. The first thing we're going to talk about is John Wick. Is it colon, chapter 3, colon, parabellum? Or is it just John Wick, chapter 3? I think it's John Wick, parabellum. No, it's 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 John Wick, chapter 3, colon, colon, parabellum. parabellum. Okay. Directed by Chad Stans. Stahelski yep who directed John Wick and John Wick 2 and also was a VFX guy on the Matrix and uh, he's also a stunt double for Keanu in yeah, the original loads, Matrix loads. Oh, yeah, way back he's been doing stunts since I, like an okay. 80s this guy so like big, a lovely artist stuntman yeah. 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 Um, so the plot of this film it, it follows on literally minutes after chapter 2 ends with John Wick now becoming what's the word he used now stop right here oh, pause I'll wait till the clock he's given the hour to get away from McShane where he's been excommunicated from the the Hitman hierarchy, right? Um, the high table. High table. Um, at that point, his life becomes four foot. Everyone can go after him, and from there, the story it's unfolds. Communicated yeah. after so, at the end of the last movie, uh-huh. daytime, he's going through the park. Right, thirty minutes of elapsed. Uh, no, twenty minutes, and it's fucking night time. Okay, calling bullshit right there. I mean, it's, it's a minor thing. We don't that know what time it is. We're just in a very quick twilight. I'm just being a dick. I love the movie so much. Yeah. <laughs> um, when we were in New York, we were on a tour of um, Central Park in a little carriage, and the woman kept pointing out like places where movies were filmed, and she'd point out that bit where John Wick was excommunicated. She's like, oh, this is where they've done like, Harry Met Sally. And I'm going, oh, bitch, that's where the fucking John Wick gets communicated. She's like, okay, I know my, I know my crowd. And I, like, like, he doesn't want to know about... Um, don't care about Meg Ryan. Give me fucking Keanu. Give me Keanu. Um, so you've got Keanu Reeves playing John Wick. You've got Halle Berry playing... Uh, Sophia. 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 Did you get a love interest from that? Was the they had something? No, about? I didn't. No, I got more that the trailer gives you that, but when you watch a film, no. no. I think it was more a professional, yeah. like mutual respect relationship yeah. previously. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, e. McShane plays the the runner of the Continental Hotel again. Yeah, manager. And um, you've got Larry Fishburne or Lawrence Fishburne, and we went to go with. I like me and Larry. I like Larry. Larry. Yeah. Um, you've also got Lance Reddick playing the most badass bellhop in the world. Um, Angelica Houston turns up as well. Yes, surprisingly, the most recent. Mark DeCascos. Who? Where is he? I love Mark DeCascos. He he's been in Hawaii flying yeah. rope and low fat. <laughs> my mum loves him in that yeah. show. Probably the rope thing I can't remember him from, to be honest. Um, he was he did great, drive he? He was one of the great. best action films of the late 90s. Him and Kadeem Hardison, just phenomenal. Yeah. Like a total Rush Hour rip-off, but with martial arts. For anyone that doesn't know, Damascus was like a big action star in the 80s and 90s. Um, yeah. And the same thing as Seagal and Van Damme and stuff like that, but it was always slightly kind of... Slightly under the radar, yeah, never quite as big as it could have been. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. He's not quite Ray Park low, but he's not... Yeah. That Van Damme yeah. high. Yeah. Um, we'll crack with you, Paul, so what do you think of this one? Loved it. Uh, Loved it. Uh, you, um, I, I went to see it on the super screen because yes. that was only tight. As did we. Yeah. And yeah. I sat in row we'll B, which is quite close to it. We so sat in row C, didn't we? We were C, yeah, so, so you're close. You were totally yeah. immersed yeah, in the action. Um, 
it, it's just amazing how they can take something like violence and, and turn it into an art form yeah. in such a fucking ballerettic way. Before we came out, I mean? but the it's, two guys who were Mark Dacascus's like entourages to like lieutenants essentially, yeah. they were both the like the main villains from each of the two raid films. Raid from, yep. They were also Star Wars Force Awakens. They were. But for a minute. They did a lot of the choreography oh, the in the raid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, whether they did in in this or not, I'm not sure, but the level of hand to hand and martial arts finesse in this felt was a level above the yes, previous two, you I feel think. There was something in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's just fucking. It, it is, it is like violence is an art form. That's exactly what it is. Um, what, the, the biggest revelation was um, Hal Berry. She has just reinvented herself. When you, she goes toe to toe and holds up with fucking Keanu Reeves doing that shit almost. I think, yeah. She I did very good for what they asked her to do. She had one spoiler, kind of one large scene with the dogs. And yeah. I think the level of choreography between her, Keanu Reeves, the stuntman, and the dogs is a t- level yeah. of technical achievement yeah. that you'd probably get in a, an actual Hollywood film yeah. without a lot of CGI, but it's looked to be done. Very, a lot of very practical as well. Like a lot of them look really good. Yeah. The, um, aye, again, because the, the director is a choreographer and they distance, there was one time I seen one kind of signalled move that was it. And out of a two hour film, which that amount of action, uh, it's fucking it's insane. It's not a Starbucks cup like you know, Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, just absolutely perfect. Also, it was really nice to get some backstory on John Wick as well. Because, we, you know, we yeah. are Baba Yaga and that's all we know. He's yeah, John Wick. really he's filled out the world in a really nice way. Yeah. You start to get a feel for other stories and other characters you could bring in, could tell. So, if then they're obviously going to do number four yep. because that film... Well, they have to be great. number four. Oh, yeah. I've got to. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking hell, I've got to. But I think there's enough plot options or enough content that you could hint at and bring in to do a couple of spin-offs or other maybe earlier characters mm. said it in the past etc. Yeah, certainly could. Absolutely. Well, I was talking about TV show as well. That's TV right. show based around the Continental. Hotel. Yeah. Based around the actual hotel. Oh. You know, because like, Lance Reddick's kind of go, that's a, that is a story in itself. Yeah. He's brilliant. Yeah, he's brilliant. Yeah, what, what's what brought him to this situation? Um, also, it was funny. It, it was funny. This, it is, was this is the funniest one so far. There, there was proper. I mean, it was horrible as well because, like, me and Richard were talking about this um, off, off mic. Um, I'm a gore hound, right? I love gore, and I'll sit there with a smile watching gore, but there was shit in this that made me go, oh. Knife in the eye got me. Knife in the eye, you had to look away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, single in America, that get cut in a lot of places. They actually cut that scene, um, they cut yeah. away. So, like, like, the fact that they show it on the screen, and I intentionally. Uh, Voluntarily looked away and I was like, No, I'm not going to look at this. Right. I know what's going to happen. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. You did it yet. I'm and, not going to look. And the bit with the book as well. Oh, the book. He's yeah. a center for the 76ers. He's yeah. an NBA player. I didn't know that. Yeah. But um, it's just fucking. I mean, for me to go, Oh, shit, and wince is probably yeah. fucking hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, bit with the axe in the head as well. Like, oh, it just loads. Yeah. Like, like, just loads. Like, like, knife stuck in the head. <laughs> just hit it in just to make sure it goes in. Without too many spoils, every time the dogs went for a certain body part. That also gets yeah. yeah. You feel, you, you know, you kind of, in your seat, you squirm, you're like, yeah. fuck, fuck, fuck. Amazing. I'm also a fan, they've done it in all three films so far, they make the, the gunfight seem realistic, you know, they yeah. take time to reload, it's none of this shit, like, getting, like, say, Fast and Furious, where the guy's reloading it in, in, like, half a second. Yeah. Yeah. They take time to show his, how a gun operates, is how it actually would I saw somebody mentioning in a review a couple of days ago as well, the combat reloading, apparently, is of a high, high level. Now, mm. I don't know, I technically don't know what that means, uh, well, but apparently the, the scene with the shotgun reloading, apparently... Like taking a pile of it um, and just yeah. throwing them in. Whether that was CGI then to make it look more impressive, I don't know. No, apparently they've done it in the second one. It looks one. very, very good. So apparently, the second one, they're doing some reloading stuff and they're talking, and they like sort of ex special forces guys on set training Keanu how to do it. And apparently, Keanu, within about a week, was like at special forces level of how to do this. And the people were going, they could not believe it. He was, he was so good. And what he did, like he was, he knew exactly what he was doing. Like for me, that slide in the hand reload yeah. thing is up there with Arnold doing the, yeah, the, the, the shotgun yeah, twirl. Yeah, 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 definitely. Even the bit where he strips the gun down and kind of rebuilds it. Oh yeah, rebuilding the antique gun to scratch to completely higher. Yeah, you've seen a bit of intelligence from like you yeah. Know, you also know he's he's a great he's a killer, and that's what he is. You mm-hmm. have to see him sort of like problem solving. Yeah, a little bit more in this one, which I yeah. think was quite nice. You see him actually yeah. try to figure stuff out, and also at times. It takes him totally out of his comfort zone. Like oh, you take him to a different so, country, yeah. you've got him on a motorbike, on a horse, for Christ's sake. You've got him, like, you don't just have him in a room with a gun. Yeah. They've developed him to the point as a character where you'd accept him in any situation, like this guy could find a way to kill you with a pencil if he wanted yeah. to. So it's that kind of thing. They built so, yeah. it up and giving that to On you. the flip side of that, are they creating an almost Michael Myers character? There is a, there's that thing I got, just see the start of the film, you're thinking, right, 
obviously films are, you know the films are two hour long films yeah. give or take so you know at the very start of the film a lot of people just do feel like cannon fodder because you know yeah. they're, they're not going to kill John yeah, yeah. So, as I said so, but then the interest of the film at that point comes how will John dispatch them I mean, which became interesting yeah, but yeah. You, you never want them to die but you do get to I mean, at times it is like you won't accept Church. Superman, but you will accept somebody who's got like a knife in the shoulder, you know, a bullet wound yeah. in the side. You'll accept a guy who can win a fight while dealing with that is more impressive yeah. than a guy who'll just simply yeah. walk through like waves yeah. of guys. But it's fucking amazing. <laughs> I want to see it again. And my brother Andy was meant to see it last night, and I was so jealous. I was like, oh, fuck, I wish I could go and see it again. Apparently, it was sold out, and I had to settle for Elton John, which is. <laughs> That's <laughs> doesn't compare. I, was, I just went home. You know, <laughs> you know, fuck that. Up, but, um, I'm so desperate to see it again because I, I was so close to the same as you guys. Yeah. There's peripheral there that I'm sure yeah. there's shit happening that, yeah. that I want to see. The horses as well, how about it was that? The horses were cool. I thought the oh. CGI was on the horses stuff, they're a bit dodgy, but it's kicking backwards. Oh yeah, the stable was like, one bit, a little yeah. bit, but that's it's a minor thing. Yeah. To be yeah. fair, you're not going to have a stuntman just stand, just let the horse get like, It's not going to happen. <laughs> this is not last samurai. Um, <laughs> True. This, I thought the story was a bit convoluted in the middle. It kind of it felt like it sort of got murky. It spun its wheels a little bit for a bit. You kind of going like we need to get this thing moving. Trying to try to build a bigger story. Than yes, yeah, than there is, 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 and I'm trying to yeah. I think also trying to give you a break from the mitigating violence of the plot film. They want to make mm. sure you have. Some sort of plot to actually yeah. get. You want to let Keanu act for a little bit yeah. rather than just punch yeah. people. It's even done in Mad Max. Mad Max has that breather moment in the middle mm. of when he. But you do, sometimes you, you do. Need you that. Need it's, the audience <laughs> needs that to go, like, we need to chill out a bit. Catch up, yeah. Catch up. Yeah. So it did feel a bit convoluted when it starts going to, like, sort of, like, not Morocco. See when he goes to Morocco, he goes to the walk, and you see the trailer, he goes in the desert, and then you get the thing with the, yeah. the other guy, and then it's like, it seems like. Very mystical, I think. Yeah, it felt like it. it, it Aye, it got to almost, almost kind of supernatural yeah. point at that point. Well, almost, this, yeah. This yeah. feels an odd route to go yeah. down, you know. It felt very comic booky. Yes. In a good yeah. way, yeah. but it's still, it's one part of the film you could have dialed back a little bit yeah. and still had the same effect. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Um, but I like that they do things in the film that, 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 are, that are lasting. Like, there's injuries that are obtained oh. that you go, that, that's, he's not coming back from that one. No, that, yeah. That, that, yeah. That's, that's a lasting injury. Um, also, they do stuff with the characters who make decisions in the film that are... Again, have repercussions in last, and you know, they can't, there's not really any way back from that, from that character. You know, there's, you can't really yeah, see I think yeah. with the way they've left the film, how they play it into John Wick 4 is going to be very interesting. Yeah. Whether certain repercussions will be because of decisions that are made or because of plot demands, yeah. to wait and see, but I think. What was said was there was no John Leguizamo in this one. Oh, I think they'll bring him back in for I hope so. You did get more Larry Fishburne, though. You did get more Larry. He was good enough. Larry was, was, Larry's, yeah, he was, he was on He form. was having a good time. Good Larry's kind of found this niche now where he turns up in the movie for five minutes, you know, chews it up, and then Aye. gets a paycheck and goes home. That, what was it? Ant Man and Wallace. But he done the exact same. He came in for five minutes, just spat it out, and took home millions. And then walked away. I'm in this. So I'm Larry Fishburne. I can do that shit you're like, yeah. hey, okay, yeah, okay. Larry Fishman do what he wants. <laughs> yeah, um, out of 10, probably? Oh, a solid 8.5, 9 out of 10. Yeah. Easy. Martin, out of 10. At least a 9, if not higher. I'll go an 8. A couple of problems with it, with the, well, yeah. but other than that, I enjoyed the hell of it. It's fun, it's exactly why you go to the movies. Yeah, it's, it's not as unexpected exactly. as the first one, yeah. so the shot value's not there, but the quality is. Yeah, so for yeah. me, definitely, Absolutely. it's the 9. And it'll be, it's going to be a four-part of it, even as a trilogy, it works well. You can watch a trilogy. It takes place over the course of about a week. Yeah. Yeah, the actual film on quickly in the back of this week you're saying about that we're going to do one based on the hotel the Continental there's a British show coming out that's seen a trailer for last night that's very similar where they set up a kind of underground gangland hospital for thugs and stuff like that I can't remember what it's called from last year Armist was a similar idea as well but there seems to be a British film coming out with the exact same idea which sounds very hopefully it's better than Hotel Armist which is a really kind of unrealised idea I didn't mind that I thought it was an alright idea but I felt that the trailer sold a better film oh yeah the idea sold a better film the trailer sold you John Wick with Jodie yeah, Foster essentially yeah, 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 it's definitely. a better idea um, anyway so we'll go on to the next one next one you've not seen I don't think you've seen either uh, a film called Tolkien or Tolkien I've seen the trailer and I... uh, directed by a guy called Dome Karakoski who is a Finnish he directs Finnish what Finnish movies he is of I believe Cypriot American descent and he directs Finnish movies no sorry no American Finnish descent who grew up in Cyprus 
Turkish or Greek side? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, right down the middle. <laughs> so the bottom of this one, very simple, it's just telling the early life of Peter R. Tolkien, the guy who wrote Lord of the Rings. What does the RR stand for? What does the J stand for? More the point. What's the, what's John? Is it John? Is it John? I'm sure it's John. <laughs> I've asked so the question again. John is Ronald's is one of the middle names. Is it Ronald? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've never known. I know only they mentioned it Legends of Tomorrow and I've totally forgotten it so I have to look up. I'm going to say John Ruth Randall Tolkien. <laughs> that, that'll do for me. Quickly while Richard's looking us up a quick Tolkien story is um, working in a call centre and years ago I had someone phoning up regarding car insurance and the surname was Tolkien and I just happened to say, I've got to ask him, you know, are you anything to do? And he's like, oh yeah, he was my great uncle. I was like, oh my fucking God. I can't imagine Tolkien must be like a... Yeah, it's like my second name is unique enough that anybody who has it worldwide yeah, is yeah, the same so stream family. Turns out this fella was related to, to Tolkien. John yeah, was, Ronald Ruel. Yeah, I was close to Ruel. Anyway, I wasn't so, close to like, it's his early life as him growing up as a young boy um, at college at Eton. I think it's Ethan, no, Oxford. Of course, one of the two. Oxbridge. Take your pick, they're both Oxford, one of the two, yeah. Um, <laughs> him, his courtship of his wife, who they've met very young, and it's sort of their, their romantic guy. Who plays his wife? Uh, Lily Collins. Again? Yeah, Lily Collins has got a lot of work on this week. Yeah, sure. um, it's him going off to war, and then ultimately how that inspired or, or influenced in some way Lord of the Rings, despite the fact he specifically said that World War One did not influence Lord of the Rings. Anyway, so that's the basis of the film. The fact maybe not intentionally. Like, but you, no. I think there's yeah, a lot to be said for yeah, it. Okay. The, yeah. Like all the stuff with the, the Shire in the book. Yeah. They make it very intentional. But that's what you. That's yeah, what I you got get. the impression from the trailer. The tra- there's yeah. going to be a lot of like there's a and explosive. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, they're going to really go heavily with it. So and the film you get Nicholas Holt, who I quite like Nicholas Holt from what I've seen most of the stuff he's done. Sometimes yeah. I liked him in um, what's the one he done. About the record producer, Kill Your Friends. Kill Your Friends, yeah. I liked him in that. Uh-huh. He was alright. Didn't like the film, but I liked him in it. I thought yeah. he was good in it. Yeah, he was not too bad. Um, well, and also, X Men is his big kind of. Yeah, that, that's his main ticket just, just now. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've seen one or two other things, but not very much. I don't know. He's in the zombie one, Warm Bodies as well. Warm Bodies, yeah. What's the one with Hugh Grant, the boy? Is it Boy? Boy, about a boy. About a boy, yeah, he's in that, isn't he's it? In that as well. Um, I know, the boy from Love Actually is the boy from um, um, Game of Thrones. So, remember that's when we go down oh, Garden yeah. Path, oh, yes. right, Garden Path time. So, he and Arpat are both being touted as the new Batman. Who would you rather? Patson. Patson's I think Arpat's. I'm really. I'm not, I'm, I'm I think it's left field enough that if he wants to separate himself from Twilight fully, that'll be the role to do it, possibly. Because yeah. no, is a great actor. Yeah, he can act. A genuinely great actor. But I haven't seen him much, to be fair, what? other than he Harry Potter yeah. and Twilight. I haven't really seen oh, no. anything, to Which be one fair. We saw the one where he plays. The uh, one with the brother or the other one? The one with the brother is fucking phenomenal. He's really one. good in that. Isn't uh, it? Oh, the desert one with. Rover? Yes. Really good in Rover. He goes full retard. He does go full retard. Yeah. But, no, he does. Brother's the one that's the western. No, that's the Rover. Right. Okay. Yeah. There's a woman who plays a brother who's like sort of made, like handicapped. They've got to basically negotiate the city when people are after. Yeah. After. Oh, really yeah, good. Really good. Cosmopolis, he's good in as well. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Lost City of Z. Yeah, excellent. He can, he can act. Like, what what I'm going to harp back to is remember back in the, the kind of days of, of long gone where Michael Keaton was casting Batman. Yep. People lost their fucking yeah. shit. Keaton played Batman. People were like, oh yeah, he was fucking pretty amazing. Our part's going to do this. People lost their shit when Keith Ledger got cast as the Joker. Yeah, and now that's a great. I think Hulk, yeah. Hulk, yeah. Um, I don't think Hulk would be a good Batman. I don't see it at all. Good Superman. Possibly. Be- better shout. Aye. Hollywood, give me your money. I don't know if they could bulk <laughs> up that big to do oh, it. I could. Uh, mm, like, I haven't he's... seen him against other actors recently. Probably going to say, like, new X-Men and see what it looks like, but for me, we need to be physically imposing yeah, to definitely. be Superman. Mm. But Arpat's going to nail you. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm all for Arpat. Anyway, so Sorry, was, see, Garden yeah, Park. Garden we're Park. back. <laughs> um, also, someone's probably said Lily Collins, she plays uh, his girlfriend, wife. Derek Jacobi comes up in it as well. Oh, I do like about Derek Jacobi. Uh, Colin Meany comes up as well. I fucking love Colin Meany. <laughs> I do. Star Trek, Deep Space Nine. I'm a huge fan. Irishman playing a priest. Who would have thought? You know, it's Who like it. Big guy. Um, big problem with this film is the Tolkien family did not want anything to do with this film. I don't think it was because they thought it was bad to learn from. I think they disassociate from a lot of stuff. Yes, they also have their own plans of what they're doing with yeah. their legacy and what they want to do in their plans. Yeah, they're notoriously very private about yeah. saying yeah. 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 So, so I don't think they're dissing the movie, they're just saying, you know, we're not endorsing the movie. They were endorsing it, yeah. yeah. And because of that, you can't really have anything in it that is specifically the Lord of the Rings. You can have 
shades of things that look like Oh, a fellowship. So, oh, I know what you're talking yeah. about. You can have something, look, the shadow of something that maybe looks like Sauron, maybe might not be. You can have a dragon, because dragons are intentionally, you can have dragon. GR Hogs does not own dragons. Dragons can do yeah. anything, but anything that's specific to Lord of the Rings has to, but they can't actually go out and say Lord of the Rings, or indeed the Hobbit. Set Basically, the Hobbit. it's very kind of heavily Easter egg laden, but you can't specifically mention certain IPs because yes. they're not in the budget. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, yes. Um, so, the trailer touches heavily on. How he's created the Elven language, which was fucking amazing. Yes. Does the film play a, the, a, a big be, part in that? Or the film is pays homage to that, which I really liked and enjoyed that. The love story in it as well is also very sweet. They, had, they did have a genuine, a very you know, lovely romance. They started very young and they were together for their whole lives. Um, spoilers. Um, there's a lot of. But the bigger problem with it is that it's, it's kind of a little pointless because his story's not that interesting. Like, he came from some part of wealth. He's not Ian Fleming, is what we're saying. He came from some sort of wealth, and then lost that money to some degree, so he had to go to or get a scholarship, so he was kind of the fish out of water a little bit, because all, the, all his mates were all quite rich and, and, all, and all came from privilege. So he kind of struggled with that a little bit, and, he has, and that's one of the things. He goes to war, and he comes back from war with all his limbs alive. And it's commercially successful. Well, he didn't, he wasn't right there. I hadn't got that point. He comes back pretty much untouched by it. He hadn't been some internal duty, but he was untouched essentially by it. So, so I got the feeling from the trailer that they were going to link Lord of the Rings to some extent with him and The Hobbit as well, with him trying to deal with PTSD, and that was yeah, going to be that, the thing we were going to go That's with. the story they could have went with, but they didn't do that story. Right. It becomes a very touchy-feely sort of like bank holiday Monday, Sunday afternoon okay, film. Okay. Quite so, simple, one for the grandparents. It's not, there's nothing really... You're watching going, I don't, it's not really that interesting. A story. So, why have they played it safe? Is it out of respect? I is think it could be that, yeah. yeah. Do they touch on Verdun? No. Because I, I heard that's where got the They Shall Not Pass thing came from Verdun. Well, the battle. The French the, motto. The battle in it is a song. That's the battle you see oh, in, okay. in the trailer. That's, a, that's the only battle that's in the film, is the song. Which is nothing like motto. No, I mean, it looks, of course. It looks like hell on earth, <laughs> but no. Um, so yeah, it's, like, it's, it's one of those films you go like, it's not a bad film, it's just sort of, I feel like I didn't really learn anything from the film I didn't know before going into it. And if you're going to do a story like this, try and either expand it or, or, or you know, try and give me something that's new and interesting. That like if you hadn't seen the film, you're not any worse off than if... No. Yeah. And, so, and if there's most of the stuff you, you learn from, say, if you watch The Lord of the Rings, um, Appendices on the the, the, the <laughs> they, they do a better film. Than the they, film do, did. they do a better documentary of who this man was than. This know. is a TV movie. You're, you're yes. describing, yeah. 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 Um, and essentially, all you're thinking is going, "I really fancy watching Lord of the Rings now." Which is it's a, it's a good trailer for Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. Yeah. That's really all it is. Was was Holt believable as a character though? Yeah. Did you buy into him portraying the character? He did. But I'm, 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 he, f- he wasn't Nicholas Holt. He, he felt like he was someone else. Yeah. yeah. But, my, they, but my, my only image of. GR Tolkien, I have seen pictures of him occasionally of him as younger. It's the old guy with a pipe. Old guy with a yeah, pipe, that's the image I have of GR Tolkien. So when you see him like this, you go, I don't really see him as a young man. So he could, he could be anyone. He yeah. could be anyone, yeah, yeah, so you don't really get that yet. Cool. So, but, Did uh, they play up the the author side of him during. No. Like, just a, they get the idea of a writer. After they, he, he is a writer, you can get that, because he's a part of a, a club and they all want to do a certain level of art to change the world. So one of them is an artist, one's a poet, one's a. He, is a, he writes language. He's not really such a writer of stories. He's a writer. He, yeah, he was always fascinated by language. Language, and he creates language, and he, he wants to understand language. And he wants to see where it comes from, and that's where him and Derek Jacobi have different kind of moments in the film. Is um, he's a language professor, and the two of them sort of doing stuff. So that's a big issue. Um, but no, but it's, in a film, it's, it's, it's totally fine, but just very unnecessary in many ways. What about your shame? Oh. Yeah. Out of, out, of 10, out of ten, five and a half. Do you know what for a biography? Yeah, I watch it. Yeah, it's watchable. Yeah. But like I said, if you watched it at home on Netflix, probably better off. You're not going to miss out on the experience. No. Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, last film tonight uh, is you touched on it briefly last week. Yes, because Dad's seen it. You get into deeper detail for this one. <laughs> is Pokemon: colon, Detective Pikachu, uh, directed by Rob Letterman, who did Shark Tale, Gulliver's Travel, Goosebumps. I can't really, goosebumps. I enjoyed goosebumps. I got a lot. Yeah. Yeah, um, that was actually quite enjoyed as yeah. well. Yeah. You are an idiot. I know. <laughs> I know. I accept that. Yeah. The plot of this film is that Detective Pikachu, uh, well, the son of Detective Pikachu's partner. Okay, so Pokemon have so see, see yeah. you're, you're going to have a fucking one. I'm going to do There's a kid. <laughs> there's a kid, yeah. Discovers 
after getting promoted at work. More for like, there's a world where everyone has a Pokemon. Not yeah. everyone, no. There's a city where everyone has a Pokemon. <laughs> Pokemon are a thing. Yes. People are aware of them. People interact with them. There's an them. area of the world called Rhyme City That's where it. people live with them in harmony and in don't harmony. force them to do things. That was the setup. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. And then from there, we have a kid who then goes to that city after stuff happens to his dad. Yes. yes. And what he meets, Detective Pikachu. 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 Yes. You have to be a detective. He's, he's, got, he's, he's got the hat. Yeah. He's got the hat. He's got a Sherlock hat. Yeah. Um, Ryan Reynolds voice Pikachu. Yeah. Deadpool light. I call it. Justice yeah. Smith plays the son. Did really well. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Sookie Waterhouse plays someone. It was terrible. No, you're thinking of Catherine Newton. I'm not. Yeah, she's a sassy the reporter girl. Yeah. Who she spoke like she's an anime every single line. She, the, she the April, almost the destroyed April that off. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bill Nye turns up for. He does. He turns it up. Uh, Ken Watanabe turns up as well for. Yes. A, for he pops up, up as well. Um, what do you think of this one? I actually, as a non-Pokemon fan going in. I didn't know what to expect other than what I've seen in the trailer. Okay. So I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was really good fun. Yeah. Carl, you're more of a Pokemon um, man. Yeah. Um, there's this, I've explained before why I'm not going to go over again where I was about Pokemon. But yeah. I, 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 I liked it. I thought it was cute, warm, fuzzy. As I say, it's Deadpool light. You know, you can't, kids can't watch Deadpool. Let them watch fucking Detective Pikachu because it is Ryan Reynolds quipping, you yeah. know, and, and just raking in the money for doing so. Like the crossovers um, online in future will be immense when you start seeing Deadpool and Pikachu. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Um, Pokemon are cute as hell. They, you know, it says that in the movie, though, Pokemon are cute, and they are cute they as are hell. Cute. And they're so well done. Do you know what I mean? They, 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 they come to life so, yeah. so, so well. Especially it made Rhyme City look like somewhere you'd actually want to go. Because yeah, it looked absolutely. like a well-integrated, yeah. enjoyable place to be. Do you know what it looked like yeah. to me? And this is, you've read the book, I think. It reminded me of Paul Chocolate Bunnies. Yeah. It had that, a book by Robert Rankin yeah. called Paul Chocolate Bunnies, where yeah, it's, 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 it's all the apocalypse. It's Toy Town, and everyone has like toys that like sort of cartoon nursery and they're all real. Yeah, it's That's who framed Roger Rabbit. Rabbit yeah, this yeah. guy, this for that kind of feel about it as well. Yeah. The idea of these, these like, sort of fictional characters interacting with real life. Yeah. Um, Justice Smith, I thought, was, he was a highlight in the movie for me. I thought he gave a shallow role, he gave it a lot of depth. Do you know what I mean? Like, I you really kind of took the journey with him. Yeah, yeah. I think. I think. Um, My issue with the film was it skewed a lot younger than the trailer I gave away. I thought it was like, yeah. I, thought oh, yeah, it, yeah. I thought it was pitched as like a 12. It seems more pitched like PG, even below PG, almost like it felt very young. I yeah. think your average kind of, because it's still, I mean, people like me know Pokemon and use guys, but yeah. it's still, I think, yeah. now, so kids are between 8 and 12 still know, do you know what I mean? So there's this whole but way. I felt like the first Lego movie felt more grown up than this. Yeah. Not the second Lego film, but the first Lego film felt more grown up than this. And because of that, I felt the story was like so predictable. Oh, yeah. It was like. The spin feed, I mean, every, every last scene's reminding you of the last scene. The do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. just constant feed. Feed, feed. And I think that's Here's a story, yeah, yeah. It felt very young, very sort of yeah. like eight, nine-year-old film, mm-hmm. which yeah. is a bit annoying. Which is a bit in the because I think kids nowadays are a bit more sassy than, you know. Yeah, I think, I think it was a well-done kids' film, yeah. but it could yeah. have been more. Yeah. yeah. Um, Reynolds, like you said, is a lot of fun. Yes, yeah. Uh, Smith is also decent. None of the rest of the cast get to do, though. Not really. Um, the reporter girl was awful. I don't know who she is, but she, would, she, she almost took me out of the movie. She was so... I think she was directed to play it like she was playing an anime character, and it felt very much like that kind she of She was dressed anime very yeah. much. She was the nod to the Ash character in the cartoons, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, I know too much about this show. CGI was decent. <laughs> CGI, CGI it, was great. A few moments were a bit, kind of, one or two, I was like, mm, but yeah, overall, yeah. Pikachu was, belie- you would believe in Pikachu, that's... Yeah, Pikachu was excellent. Yeah. I think you left the film thinking, that I want to go back and see more of those characters in see what they do with the world around it because they yeah. built it up to be something really interesting and fun yeah. and I came to thinking if I wanted to go back in a film I'd go back to there and see what else they can do with it yeah. it was really good like, fun. I'm, I have no Pokemon knowledge at all no. other than I know Pikachu yeah. and I know one's called Squirtle because it sounds dirty um, <laughs> you're you, a fucking horrible <laughs> man he's so cute you know more about Pokemon than me see having more having Pokemon knowledge does that add to the film I think so because you do that thing it's, it's like imagine if you had a DC movie and it was 60 or 70 heroes and that and you'd be like oh there's well there's, like there's, said, you mentioned Roger Rabbit before and you were in the t-shirt yeah, with yeah. if you don't have any knowledge of say those characters you would miss a lot of background jokes yeah when Bugs Bunny turns out it becomes, a, becomes a rabbit not Bugs Bunny uh, yeah. this year you're like oh that's then there's that and, that's, uh-huh. and I know this character you know and, and stuff like that yeah so, they yeah. feel like I missed a lot of things that yeah. I think were significant enough that you go if I knew the 
the story behind it go, that's really cool, that's a good idea. Like, a lot of it is just, you know, it's just fucking feeding the fans. It's yeah. like, that kind of because it's a popular Pokemon character, they don't yeah. do anything. Licky Tongue when he licks his face. Uh-huh. He's a really popular Pokemon. Right, that's okay. the only reason it serves because of how, you know he likes he's fucking like it on his face. That's it. That's the connection. Boom. The only joke I got that made me laugh a lot, and it was it's a joke that's not even Pokemon related. Did you notice what film was on the TV when he walked into his dad's office? No, it was an old timey. It's English with dirty faces from Home Alone. Oh, Kevin doing. It's a it's a film from Home Alone. Oh. Okay. Fair enough. That's what I'm like, oh, that's really cool. I'm happy. I'm like, ah, that's funny. And then everyone else is going, I don't fucking get anything happening right now. I don't understand what's going on. I felt really. There's a whole audience going, why is he getting that reference? Yeah. We don't. I yeah. felt really old in the cinema. Yeah. Honestly, that, um, that was the issue. I felt really old. I think, I, I take it they're trying to kickstart a franchise. I'm assuming so. Yes. And they'll do it. I mean, it's I not a bad way to start. This yeah. is going to make a lot of money, especially in China, Japan, yes. you know, um, over the, the kind of. Yeah, they get the same team to do like the Pokemon story, yeah. like from the, the, the TV show. You'd imagine it'd be quite successful based yeah. on that. And after seeing the Sonic trailer, this could look like a, a genius. After seeing what they're doing with oh, Sonic, yeah. Yeah. yes, <laughs> yes, um, both, yes, both, indeed. Well, I, I think I gave it a kind of six, six and a half out of ten. No, nothing Martin? disappointing. Yeah, probably seven or eight, seven wow. slash it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it for yeah. for what it was. I wasn't expecting anything beyond a colourful enjoyable film and that's exactly what I got so um, I'm actually with. with you I give it a six and a half yeah, I enjoyed Elvis all but I, I, I was confused a lot of the yeah, time well, why yeah. is we give you a grand an iPad problem is you a know, lot of it is though all these Pokemon are free there's no backstory no. they are just Pokemon yeah. that's it but it's because if you know them you're like oh there's that one yeah, that's yeah, all they very much just drop you in yeah. okay, there's yeah. like a two minute expedition of like the backstory of Rhyme City is he's going in yeah. and that's pretty much for the audience who don't know what's going on like me to go okay yeah. this is how it came about this is what they do this is what they are I really only need to know yeah. but being dropped in and not knowing anything is a bit overwhelming at first but then you go this is actually kind of cool and everything looks I think nice. you know, and colourful you know and Pikachu enough and you can kind of get the idea of it yeah. Yeah. absolutely um, anyway that's it for this week next week next week you've got Aladdin which I was going to go to yesterday and I kind of bailed because I was tired and do you know what I'm not sorry you're not sorry okay yeah. Yeah, um, I'm you not, I'm not. You've also got Joe <laughs> is looking forward to this one. It's The Secret Life of Pets 2. Yep. And Rocket Man's out. Rocket Man's well. out as well. And also a, a nice indie film out um, called Booksmart, which looks like a sort of a ghibli version of um, Superbad. Okay. It looks getting, it's directed by Olivia Wilde. Yeah, all the poster quotes are saying it looks really interesting and Very really funny. It looks so. really funny. So it's getting quite, it's getting a few screens up, up there at uh, our local. So um, hopefully, try and get to see that. It looks very interesting and really a nice film. Okay, so a few things to share there. Yeah, comedy finders. Uh, usual haunts are three beers in a movie at Gmail, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So look us up, tell us how much of us. Yeah. Yeah. Martin, what do you think of your first podcast? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was painless. It's painless. Before, yeah, enjoyed it. Yeah, we're nice, man. We're just yeah, nice. Geeks talking geeks. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> Episode 100, well done, Colin. Yay! Welcome yeah. back for 200. Yeah, he always turns up at large milestones, that's what he does. The bicentennial Martin's yeah. back. Yeah. Yay! Uh, I've been Colin, you've been Richard, and you've been Martin, and you've been. Three beers and a movie.